in regards in regard to the Scotland slavery secrets, um, I mean, the only thing which I know off the top of my head in regards to Scotland and slavery is um, a lot of the slave masters. Mm. What, what are, you, are you going to play the video or...? No, no, continue on, continue on. Uh, all right, yeah, now this is just something off the top of my head, actually. Mm. Is that I only could just speak for, for Jamaica. I know a lot of the slave or plantation owners were from, from Scotland uh, mm. and a lot of... Um, people from Jamaica have actually got a Scottish surname, which sort of descends right back to sort of right back to sort of slavery days, actually. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely around, uh, correct. In Glasgow, in Scotland, a lot of the slave owners were in Jamaica. So in Jamaica, there's yeah. various locations that are named, that have Scottish names. Yeah, um, yeah. And even now, many of the prominent streets in Glasgow City Centre are named after the slave owners who made fortunes from the selling of tobacco, which was um, grown over in in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, and this this young lady, Laura, she she's of mixed heritage, so she's um, Jamaican and Scottish, and uh, she writes this article. And sh as you as you go through the town, these are the things that you notice: is that you know the streets are all named after um, slave owners. And there's no mention um, of the um, slaves who put the work in to, to, to build uh, those streets. Yeah, and that, that was what um, the young lady was actually saying, that, OK, if we're going to have the slave owners' names, then we should at least have some recognition an understanding and balance in the history about mm. the about the culture where it came from. Right. Like, have some pointers in that direction. That's right. You know, um, given that the slaves were there, it was <sighs> slavery is a very very awkward time, right? Because they were there under oppression. They were robbed from their and, and, and from their homeland and so on. Um, you know, and and their rights were were stolen from them. Um, so, you know, these, she walks the streets of Scotland. I've been to Scotland, and when, when in Scotland, I mean, it, spot the black. I mean, all the buildings, you know, it is a case of, I had no idea that, that black people built the streets the, of Scotland. The yes, Scottish, please. the Jamaican flag is a Scottish flag. It's actually the Scottish flag with different colours. And n nine of the parishes are saints, and the capital uh, parish is Saint Andrew, who is the patron saint of Scotland. No way. And that's why, but that's why Kingston, because Kingston upon Thames, is it Kingston, wherever Kingston is in Scotland, it's that's why Kingston's the capital of Jamaica. So a lot of that from Scotland is is, is Jamaica. Right. Well, I'm familiar. I'm not even familiar with Kingston in Scotland. I'm familiar with Kingston just over there by Richmond. But yes. nonetheless, uh, yeah. valid. I think they do the golf up there, don't they? Some thinking in Scotland. So. That, that's that's Saint Andrews. Yeah, Saint Andrews. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So in, in in the video that she presented, um, we're not going to have. We've got a couple of videos that we're going to look at, so we haven't got time to look at all of them. That's why I saw because the picture was given here. But she walked less than a mile, right? And she's 
walk past streets and names that are named after five plantation owners. Um, you know, and, you know, the street names in the streets in the place that they built with slave money. Yeah. Um, you know, this history, you know, if you don't know your history, how can you understand uh, where you are now and our future? We look at the um, Britain's 1919 um, race riots, right? Which, which, which is another subject um, prior to getting on to um, our discussion about Ignatius Sancho, the first black voter. But in 1919, there, there were uh, race riots. Hi, uh, Joseph, it's not recording. Are you meant to be recording? Thank you so much. <laughs> We're falling short on these things. Why isn't it recording? I asked earlier, but... Oh, no, I think they re sometimes people help me out by recording um, themselves. Flush. Uh, so maybe they did that. So, um, thank you so much. So I'm not a host, Joe. You've taken me off of hosts, of any hosting duties. So. Sorry, That's whilst nice. he's in the middle of the podcast, so I had to sort this out. Thank God for the podcast. Um, right, there you go. These so, things happen, right? Let's get on with the story. Yeah, so um, in 1919, there were race riots. And the, the race riots, um, let me just share the screen here. I mean, this, this, this just, the narrative that black people came on the, on the boats with the Windruster generation. I mean, that narrative just totally disappears, isn't it? This is a black past, yeah? And it's talking about Britain's 1919 race riots. Uh, the race riots in Great Britain's uh, seaport areas such as Liverpool, Cardiff, Salford, uh, stoked by social... Basically, they blame black people, uh, Arabs, Chinese, and ethnic minorities, all of whom were there <laughs> at this time, uh, for the lack of work for the white workers. Um... There you are. They largely blamed, targeted, and took. They took out, and it's it's not never changed, has it? Isn't that that narrative was was around in the nineteen sixties when the Windrush generation? It's just the same narrative over and over, isn't it? Um, you know, um, you know, foreign competitors for. There you are, and even even taking away uh, uh, their women. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just the same 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 narrative. Um, so what I found interesting about this was that that whole narrative about us coming here in as part of the Windrush is just it's it's so false. <laughs> and, you know, I call the, the subject we're discussing the miseducation of black children, because when at school, you didn't see we none of this was told us. No. You know, all of this was just. It would, they showed us about World War One. There was a time we had to go to school in shorts and and the caps and dress like the children in the war. You never saw there, there was none of this. Like you ever saw a black child uh, of the war time. Um, and then I noticed this um, point that was brought out here. So so the the, the riots ensued, right? And it was crazy. You know, uh, you know people. People were fighting, you know, fight broke out. 
why Sanders joining, knives were used, makeshift weapons to attack the black laborers, right? Um, black black workers were also fired during the, the, the um, riots. Homes, Chinese and, and Arabs as well, businesses were damaged and set ablaze by the angry um, rioters. And then this point here that I noticed, and I was like, you know what? Times haven't changed that much. I don't know what you lot thought of this when you saw it, if you saw it, but now you're going to see it. Um, let's just see if we can scroll down the page. Yeah, look. They were fighting, killed, and the police intervention, that's, that's the point. <laughs> Not a lot has changed, is it? Right? In Salford, look, Birmingham was mentioned. Police intervention was slow. However, when blacks retaliated, police intervened and arrested who? Black people. And look what happened recently in uh, America, for example. Black people had a peaceful protest, arrested, tear gas was thrown at them, the whole nine yards. White people went, literally went and raided the Capitol, broken glass, got in there, five people dead. And police was slow to respond. Um, you know, so <laughs> times have not changed. Times have not changed. Um, so, Norris, when you look at this, how does that make you feel? What are your thoughts? Well, I didn't know about that. Like you said, I mean, when I was at school, didn't know anything about the the rights in, in World War One. Um, didn't know anything about black history at all. The only time I knew about black history um, was probably secondary school and to do with slavery. Um, and that was just a, a brief sentence and, and, and that was it. Kunta mm. Kinte. Oh, yeah. And, and Ruth, yeah. Yeah. That 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 just sort of awoken people. I, I, yeah. I was very young at that time. I was in that yeah. But there's there's lots of stuff which we don't, which we're not aware of. Even like um, what's the one? Was it in Bristol? The bus. Um, there was a big strike with the. You know, I think in Bristol, and to be a bus driver in in the, in the 50s, yeah. it was predominantly white white people. Um, it, it was hard for a black person to become a bus driver, and I think all the black people um, picketed or stopped going on the buses. And there's a big I think, I think from there that's when the Race Equality Act. That's right. Absolutely, was, um, we're, we're, we're going to get onto that one actually. Yeah. By the way, in the coming weeks, because part of yeah. the miseducation of black children that one was yeah. quite similar to Rosa yeah. Parks, and it was yeah. at that time period as well. Um, how about you, um, TMJ, um, before I move on to Sancho, what about these World War One race riots? Yeah, I mean, I would, we didn't know about that at all. We wasn't taught about that, as, as Norris was saying. Um, they were just focusing on um, slavery, um, more slavery and more slavery, nothing at all to show um, any other facts you know, nothing to show our, our involvement in this country, our struggles in this country. It was all about the African issue and how we came, etc. Nothing. Right. Um, even where I live in the area of Wandsworth, we had um, the first black mayor. 
Um, didn't know about that until I started to research myself. I was, was born and bred in school. John, was that the mayor from 1907, somewhere around there? Yeah, I think he's uh, John... I'll tell, I'll, find, I'll tell you his name before we leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, a huge amount of history. We're, anyway, we're filling in the gaps now. We're, we're filling in the gaps now. I was going to say, Joseph... Joseph, yeah. I'm going to say something, Cash. You know, in the article, what you read out, I think another thing, what I thought was interesting, is the use of the word Arab. Because oh. that's never really used now, actually. I mean, what is an Arab? Right, blacks, Arabs. Arabia, well, yeah, what Arab. is now? Do Arabs find it insulting to be called Arabs? Arab, yeah. Here's the thing, though, because they give the narrative, don't they? They tell you what you're called. So you're black. You're Arab, you're this, you're that, you know what I mean? And how do how do Arabs, you know, people from that part of the world, how do they feel about that? I remember working in, um, I was in a job many years ago, and the um, the chap used to come and deliver something, and they used to say, Pack oh, here comes Packy. I got fed like, hey, well, you can't call the guy Packy. You know, and they were just, they, you know, the white orange. No, I got upset, I got livid. I was like, you can't call him Packy. No, not as long as I'm working here. Um, you know, he's from Pakistan, but you know, because that's a racial racial slur, isn't it? Yeah. But they keep uh, the terms, and then when you're growing up as kids, until you somewhat learn a little bit better, you realise, hang on a minute, you can't, because obviously, then behind you, behind our back, what they're calling us, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that's so, yeah. a very um, strange. term. Well, that's an old term. You don't really hear that now, Arab. Well, of course, because people stand up against it. Um, you know. Um, and obviously, um, you're quite right. And uh, it could still be used, but it could be that we just haven't heard it for a long time. But yeah, how, how would an Arab feel about that? Um, we, we use it a lot in Peckham. We say teeth in Arab. <laughs> teeth in Arab. Yeah, um, but yeah, but you know, we do need to be sensitive to how, how do people feel about that? What, what does an Arab feel about that? An Arab would be, would be somebody from Saudi Arabia, you'd be called an Arab, wouldn't you? So it'd be someone from from those parts, but yeah, um, how would somebody feel about that? That that is a interesting discussion. Um, oh, did I lose my page? I think I did lose my page. Um, I posted in the information about the first black mayor into the chat. The first black mayor. I posted it in the chat. It was John Archer. Oh, John Archer. Yeah. John Archer, first black, mayor. and he was from. What, so, what did you learn about him? Well, I only knew about him because we have um, a museum in Wandsworth. So I found out about him there. Um, that basically he was a, a British politician first, and then he became a political activist. Um, but he was he was here. He was in London. He was in Battersea, shall I say. That's where he was. All right. So he was a political a political acti activist. So what you know, in what way? Well, he was. Um, he he. No, no. Actually, he was in. He was born in Liverpool first of all, and then he came to London. Um, he married somebody called Theresa. Uh, Mary Theresa, who was Irish, but he himself came from, he was from Barbados. Um, he travelled 
quite a lot, travelled around the world quite a lot. Um, and then he moved into he moved to London in his twenties, lived in Battersea, um, and then he started to have he was a successful photographer, had loads of pictures all around the place, was elected in nineteen oh six, um, was around the wards where I live, um, which is like Latchmere, um, one of the six councillors there lost his seat in 1909 and because of his racial background he was subjected to a lot of intense media problems um as you do because again he must have really um he was also campaigning for what did it say here he was um they will go forth with colored nations of the world and they will look for battersea as battersea has done many things in the past but the great things it has done has been to show that there is no racial prejudice and that is recognised as, as the man for the work that he's done. So he did a lot of work towards community cohesiveness in his time. Right. So, and, and what did we learn? We learned, we learned nothing. What difference would it have made to have known this information when we was at school? Well, when they say things like, um, go home, or this is not where you belong, we would be able to add more to that narrative and, well, you know, have a... As much as our parents made us, did their best to make us feel that we we have every right to be here, having that knowledge and understanding that actually we were here, we are part of the fabric of this place, would have made a big difference. It would even make a big difference to the teachers, to be honest with you. Because their understanding is just as important as it is for us to understand. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously, it, 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 it's like getting a degree when you're 20 and getting the same degree when you're 50, isn't it? If you learn that degree at 20, you've got 40 years to use it. If you learned it at 50, you've only got, what, 10, 15 years to use it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it is a big difference. What about you, Norris? What do you think? What difference would that have made? Um, uh, probably the same as TMJ, but what TMJ said actually, yeah, yeah. Um, and so our future it could well shape our future. I mean, where we are now would be shaped differently, and our cohesiveness as a, as a community would also uh, be shaped differently because um, of how we view each other in America. And they did it in this country as well. The government used to infiltrate the uh, gangs and then they'll set the gangs against each other. And, of course, the gangs are fighting each other and they have no idea why. <laughs> but that, we now learned, is that it was a conspiracy uh, that it was government-funded uh, 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 back in the 60s. In this country, they did similar things. We, we learned um, in the... Um, a little bit in the um yeah i'm having a senior moment what's when the, um what the small acts small like, acts it's about the education yeah. the educational system yeah that front line and how the oh, police oh, oh, were oh, really yeah. attacking uh the the, the black yeah. people at that time forcing yeah. them into riots forcing them into court and so on and so forth um so we learned we learned uh you know a bit more about that then um by the way so the the who the name of the first Black voter. This was an interesting article. Let me share the screen. Recording pause. How do 
We'll pause the recording. So the, the name of the uh, first uh, black voter, I'm on the right page, here, Ignatius Sancho. Um, interesting, this guy, right, was, this article was about voting and voting rights and how uh, women uh, couldn't vote, women were not allowed to vote until uh, 1928. But in the same context, uh, the first black British voter in parliamentary elections, um, this would have had to have been a person over the age of 21, secure income, living comfortably, based on the rules that they had put forth at the time. And this young man, Ignatius Sancho, fit those that criteria. He was a grocer by trade, uh, which was much more than a, shop, a shopkeeper, and um, had a steady income, financial uh, independence, and that entitled him to be able to vote. And it's interesting that he was from uh, 1780. So, you know, when, um, we, you know, black, we've been here from, from Mahania. We've been here from a long time. From 1780. And uh, he published books, self-taught, taught himself to write. Funny thing was, I was telling um, my kids, I was telling them about, um, you know, how back in the day, you know, this history was omitted. We weren't taught. And there was a guy, this, you know, Ignatius Sancho from the 1700s, who was actually able to vote, which is so significant given the time of slavery and so on. It, it was said that he um, was, you know, from, well, have a look here, that he was born on a, shade, a slave ship making the Atlantic cross, crossing, yeah? But that, that contradicts his own letters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And so I was, I was telling the kids, and um, he was just teasing, but you don't tease about these things. We are not suggesting no. that all white people are terrible. That is not what the suggestion is at all. So, so my son, he was teasing about that. I said, no, that was not the lesson in the story. The lesson is that we've been here for a long time. We have rights in this, in this country. And to be told, go back to where you come from, or to be made to feel like you're a minority. No, 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 no. You know, we're a we're, we're minority, what we learned from Tony Crossbow's body last week, because some group has um, made it their mission somehow to destroy black people. But it's not that, because it, um, here we've learned, we've got to um, Ignatius Sancho, that he was helped by white people. Because he went into business. Hey, when he left his service, his life as a green um, his life as a greengrocer began, and he was supported. Right, we see that here. He was supported by his former employer. Yeah, but there's a bit of a controversy about that, though, isn't there? Is there? Because what was he trading? He was trading things that were. 
um, brought back from the slave ships. Yes, but that's an interesting point because at that time, news is not like now, it travels in an instant, doesn't it? Mm. At that time, people didn't even understand what was going on with regard to slavery, the extent of um, the, the brutality and so on. They, they, you know, there was some sort of reporting, but it was unconfirmed. It takes forever and, and a day to find out. So what, what we know now, and it, even now, what we know is what we choose to know. We're delving into this information, why we're finding it out. Many are not. Many are not even, even looking into it. So, you know, he, he um, good thing though, he wrote a lot. Yeah, it, was say, it says he met the, the great and, and good. I'm sure that that's talking to influential white people. And, um, you know, he, he, he put himself into a, into a prominent position. And just to um, sort of, I hope you lot can hear this, because this was uh, Patterson Joseph. Um, let me just hold on one minute whilst I get this ready. This was Patterson Joseph, and he actually did a play about Ignatius um, Sancho. And um, let me see. I, ho I hope you lot can hear it. Let me see what your thoughts are on this after we play this. Um, and he's echoing similar things what, what we've been saying here. So I'm just going to play. I hope you can hear it. If you can't, turn up the microphone on your computer. I 
wanted to find um, a black British history that was before 1948, the famous uh, ship Empire Whiplash Iraq, with the first Caribbean immigrants, because I was always told that was when black British history started off British soil. Sanj, was everyone able to hear that properly? Yeah, that came through okay for some, not for all. Okay, I can post you like that link. Um, the subtitles anyway, Joyce, it's okay. There was subtitles. But no, he, he's echoed the same thing that we're all saying, isn't it? He, 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 he studied black history and he didn't realise that. After, he thought 1948 was when we, oh, the Windrush generation was when we came. And you know, this Ignatius Sancho, he, he never realized that. And that because he realized it, he walked with his head up a bit higher when he walked down the road. What, what was your take on that, Norris, TMJ? No, I agree. I totally agree. And um, it was interesting when he was talking about all um, the repatriation in the other video or in the other section when we were talking about the, is it the, 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 the riots in Scotland, they sent 3,000 people back home. They repatriated 3,000 black people and, and Arab people back to the Caribbean, or West Indies as they called, um, for the same, because they felt that um, we were taking their jobs. Yet for all, on the wind rush, we came to do their jobs. Their it's job, just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. The irony of it, right? Yeah. So I've posted that link back. Patterson, George Norris. Yeah, no, the same team. No, things haven't changed. Um, but there's something what you said, Joseph, about walking down the road with your head held high. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you need to look down to actually see what's going off. Um, because the reason I'm just saying that is, um, I never knew until recently. There's actually a a sculpture. Or, or an image of a black man uh, in Trafalgar Square. Oh, really? There's a yeah. few. There's um, there's a lady called Avril yeah. who does some walks. They're black history walks yeah. around London. If you yeah. ever get a chance to go with her, she has got walks about black black involvement, black investment in London, all different parts of London. Um, it's just amazing. You could literally do that every weekend through summer and find out something new. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say, 
you know when you said um, you have your head up, held up. If you go to Trafalgar Square, everybody looks up to see Nelson's column. No, you see Nelson right at the top. Right. But if you look down at the plinth, if you walk round, one of the black plaques, there's a massive black plaque. There's actually a black seaman who, who actually fought in Trafalgar. Wow. Wow. Is he, is he That's what I'm saying about people walk up, but you've actually looked down. Um, yeah. That's so, which I never knew. Yeah. We're going to wrap up, but TMJ, if you could find that person who does the. Yeah. Let us know. That would be brilliant because that would be a great walk to, I'll put to it in the chat. go on. Uh, I've done a couple of those. They're absolutely brilliant. 